0: bottom line, it's a candidate's market right now. And after 2020, many companies need to catch up with hiring after their hiring freeze. We know that we're seeing that. So like we said before, like if you're not hiring remote and you're not offering equity, you're going to have a very hard time hitting your hiring goals this year. So just don't make us say we told you so.
1: From ShareWorks, this is season two of Thriving Globally with Equity, a podcast tracking the trends and tenors in the global equity landscape. I'm Mercy Lee Ballin, on today's episode, we're talking to two sales leaders from Bets Recruiting, Leslie Schmidt and Lauren Stemple, Head of Sales East and Head of Sales West, respectively. The pair have been in the recruiting game for a long time. They've seen the talent market in San Francisco go from strength to strength. They've tracked new technology hubs emerging in places like Austin and Denver, and they've worked with hundreds of clients and thousands of applicants. But nothing prepared them for the disruption of COVID-19. For most of 2020, the pandemic wreaked havoc on the economy. Whole industries disappeared overnight. Companies went into survival mode, freezing hiring and even laying off workers. Unemployment spiked nearly 15%. But coming into the new year, things started to change.
2: Obviously, as we saw a lot of changes in 2020, I think the most fascinating part is what's changed from January in 2021 to today in July in 2021. It's been a complete market shift.
1: That's Lauren Stemple, and the market shift she's talking about was like economic whiplash. One moment we were facing down a -a once-in-a-century crisis, and the next things were looking good. The job losses stopped, the stock market rebounded,
2: industries opened back up. It's now, I think, the hottest and most competitive hiring market that I've ever seen in my career in recruiting. The big part is the competition. VC-backed companies have really aggressive hiring goals, and a majority of them had to put things on hold or go through rifts and layoffs back in 2020. So now that things are seemingly back to normal the competition is really, really high because everyone is trying to hire right now. To make things even tougher, attrition is spiking. For the best part of a year, employees
1: have been living in fear. The economy was shaky and their job security was tenuous. If someone had a job, they were holding on to it. Anyone that wanted to leave bottled up their frustrations and waited. Now, things are looking better. They're done waiting and employees are quitting in staggering numbers.
2: Actually, so we did an initial research with our network and our database, and about 40% of candidates move jobs in the last six months, which really shows it's such a candidate-driven market right now. We're seeing a huge shift in salary and equity and really an inflation in that. Something I think which is really interesting is we're seeing a lot more counter offers. So companies really trying to retain their employees and not have them go other places.
1: But retention is easier said than done. One thing that companies need to do first is understand the audience and the candidates they hire. That's Leslie Schmidt. Over the past year, she's noticed a seismic shift in employee demands. Once upon a time, companies could win over candidates with beanbag chairs and foosball tables, but not anymore.
0: We actually did a survey of our own team and actually turned out that the number one thing that they wanted was 401k and equity over the things like swag and parties and the gym stipends even or snacks in the office. Those things were actually pretty low on the list. And we're talking about this audience. It's this new generation. So they're thinking about their future. They're actually looking for financial advice and guidance and they're trying to save money They're trying to be ready for anything that life throws at them, including another pandemic, knock on wood, right? But they've now seen an economic downturn. So they're not choosing companies based on their awesome office culture. It's about money and it's about growth.
1: To retain top talent, Leslie says companies have to get creative. The old tactics aren't working. It's time for something new.
0: With their existing teams, you also need to think about how are we going to keep them on It really should be common practice to evaluate your current team and look at, are you giving them what they need? I know we're going to be talking a lot about equity today. And so thinking about, is it equity? Is it shares? If you're not currently increasing the amount that they have, you'll give them more if you want to keep them. We actually just did something pretty cool as well. We actually just rolled out what we're calling our equity awards program, and we actually tie it to performance. So when our team hits certain performance milestones, they get more equity. So it gives them a chance to become owners of more and more of the pie throughout their tenure with us. And the team actually seems pretty pumped about it.
1: It's the same story for recruitment. Even entry-level employees are being bombarded by offers. To stand out, companies have to do something special.
0: People are targeting all of the top talent and they are getting snatched up quick we talk about creativity, right? And so we need to get our clients to think about how they can set themselves apart. And I hope every company is asking themselves this question when they are looking for new hires. And so I would say right now, there's two trends or two ideas that I can share that I've been seeing a lot of. First is something that was not pre-present before 2020 was that not all new hires were getting equity. You know, junior level candidates that were coming into a company didn't see equity in their offer letters. Now, almost every company that we're working with coming to us for entry-level sales talent, SDRs, they're saying yes to equity. Previously, junior hires had to be at a company for a year or more before receiving any shares. So that's definitely something to consider, especially if their company is not doing this. Secondly, I'd suggest giving your new hires options. Obviously not talking about shares in this sense, but more like variety. We've actually had a number of clients who have come up with two or even three options for comp packages with a combination of like higher compensation or a higher equity. It obviously depends on the candidate, which they would choose, of course, but it allows the company to get creative with how much they're offering.
1: Leslie says these strategies can and do make a huge difference, but there's a hitch equity compensation is only effective when people understand what you're offering.
0: If you don't educate your employees about equity, there's a very good chance that majority of your team has no idea how it works. Does your team understand your company's valuation? Do they know your exit plan? Do they actually know what that means for them in the future? We always recommend it's like, just break it down. If they have X amount of shares, and the company sells for X amount, what could they walk away with? Just making it as simple as possible. It should start on day one. They got to educate on offer stage. Some companies, they might throw in shares to an offer letter. There's a certain number on there. Let's make up a number. There's 2,500 shares on there. Great. But if you don't pump the candidate up, they don't know what that means for them. So walk them through what that number could mean for them in the long run, because they're supposed to be signing on for the future they see with you as the company. So make sure they know what that is.
1: And employee education is only getting tougher. In the past, talent was concentrated in a handful of markets. If you went to a swanky San Francisco restaurant, you would often hear people talking about stock options and non-quals at the next table. But since the pandemic, people are flooding out of traditional hotspots.
2: It's been pretty crazy. We've seen mass exodus, it sounds a little dramatic, But about 26% of candidates have moved out of the Bay Area. And people, like I mentioned, aren't doing a commute anymore. They don't want to. They're headed to comparatively lower-cost
1: cities and towns, like Denver, Atlanta, and Austin.
0: Austin's been growing for years, of course. But in the last year, it's become an extra hot spot for relocation, and especially people coming from more expensive markets. I know for a fact that some of that 26% from San Francisco came here that Lauren was just mentioning. So it just means that the US, it's flattening in terms of compensation. You know, Austin, it's no San Francisco or New York yet, but we're catching up quick. Just for SDR compensation, we actually pulled these numbers in Austin. Compensation has increased 18% since 2020. And it's because, you know, only a third of companies right now are actually altering comp based on where a candidate lives.
2: These trends might be here to stay. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. I think the competition is there. I think between the retaining employees and all the VC-backed companies and all the hiring that everyone needs to hit, that this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And people are going to be continue with the competition to find that top talent.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, I agree. I don't know when the increase will stop. But like I said, just with the flattening, just the increase that we have seen just this year in the first six months has been so extreme that I think the increase is still going to keep going for a little bit. So just be prepared for that, I guess is advice. And if you really want to win talent, you got to start reconsidering your compensation and reconsider your equity packages and start to get more creative around that.
1: That was Leslie Schmidt and Lauren Stemple from Betts Recruiting. Carolyn Betts founded Betts Recruiting more than 11 years ago. Since then, she and her team have placed 8,000 candidates in sales, marketing, customer success, and leadership roles. In other words, they know their stuff. When two regional leaders highlight significant changes in the recruitment landscape, it's time to take notice. The reality is those companies that listen, learn, and adapt will emerge stronger. Those that don't, will fall behind. Thanks for joining us. To learn more, check out shareworks.com forward slash podcast. You'll find other episodes of Thriving Globally with Equity, along with deep dive articles on each story. Thriving Globally with Equity is a production from ShareWorks, writing by David Valens from Campfire Labs, and additional production editing by StudioPod Media. The guest speakers are neither employees nor affiliated with Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC. Opinions expressed by the guest speaker are solely his or her own and do not necessarily reflect those of Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC and its affiliates. Morgan Stanley at Work and Shareworks Services are provided by Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC and its affiliates, all wholly owned subsidiaries of Morgan Stanley. CRC 38003351021.